Before we get started, I just wanted to let you guys know that this episode is brought to you by Work It Clinic, now open in California and Michigan. Get treatment from your living room. Work It Clinic provides online counseling, online evidence-based lessons that help you live without drugs and medicated assisted treatment, medication-assisted treatment like Suboxone when needed. Your Work It program can be done together with the 12 steps or as a standalone solution. Get help at home. Visit workithealth.com slash dopey now to sign up or just to get more info. Again, that's workithealth.com slash dopey. Thank you, Work It Health. Thank Check it you, out. Work It Health. Chris, I thought you liked Work It Health. I love Work It Health. I heard you peruse the I website. I peruse their blogs, and I apologize for farting during the ad last time. Nobody even mentioned no, that. Nobody noticed. Nobody that. even mentioned that. I don't know. It was really quiet. You couldn't really hear it. And now back to the show. Now back to the show. Hello, and welcome to Dopey, the podcast about drugs, addiction, and dumb shit. And my name's Dave. And I'm Chris. Thank you for listening. We're not That's doing, the new recording. We're not doing the intro. What do you think anymore? about the new recording? We're not doing the voiceovers, though, right? No, I got news about the voiceovers. What? I had set up this big thing. I had this big thing that I planned. I mean, a big thing. Well, like a re- big voiceover? Big thing. Okay. It's not a voice. You can't elaborate? I don't want to, because eventually it'll get done. I don't, right. don't want to ruin it for you. Oh, there's Rick. You want to, Let's hear what he has to say about the website. <laughs> Real quick. Sorry, Dopey Nation. Hey, Rick. Yeah. You're on the show right now. We're recording. He's our new web supervisor. And what is an SSL certificate? Oh, it's a, secure, it's a security certificate, so um, people can't um, hack your users. Wait, should we be talking? Hey, Rick, it's Chris. Yeah, you should be talking about security on a live podcast. That we're talking about how we don't have security on our podcast. Yeah, well, Why it's going to be fixed in five minutes, so um, unless there's hackers listening right now. It's not a live podcast. Yeah. Okay. Um, the question is, will the SSL certificate make the store run properly? And why didn't uh, you say yes. hi to Chris? Chris said hi. Uh, you didn't I, say hi. Uh, hi, Chris. Am I going to be on your actual podcast? Yeah, this is it. You're on. Okay. I have a lot of old friends in that world, so hi, friends. Um, He's formerly clean. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I'm on a maintenance program now, so I'm technically not clean. Well, stay strong. Yeah. Um, He's on marijuana maintenance. Oh. Yeah, marijuana's not a drug. Whatever works. Um, (laughs) And I... And I don't. I drink. I have a. I have a glass of wine on a holiday now. You have a glass um, of but, sherry at Christmas time. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's about it. Um, so, are you going to cut this out of your podcast? No, um, we don't. We don't okay. do that kind of work. Just tell uh, us: Will the SSL certificate work for the store or not? It will. It's what you need. It's why it's not working. Um, not only that, um, because PayPal redirects. It, I have that set up, but it's working now. So, if somebody goes to your shop right now and they want to buy something, they can go. PayPal link and it will hold on. So you're saying it has its own security. Rick, Rick, so you're saying that if a member of the Dopey Nation wanted to purchase, say, a Dopey hoodie, they could go on to www.dopeypodcast.com right now, click on the store, and purchase whatever they want. Is that what you're saying? That's absolutely correct. There we go. All right. Now I have to ask you again. A a year and a half coming. Rick, did you slight Chris on purpose, or was that just something that happened when you didn't say hello? Did I what? I'm sorry. He's in the background. I can barely hear him. So, hi, Chris. He's right here. He's right up in the... Why are you doing this podcast anyway? uh, Is this this from your new home, your new location? No, we're at my father's apartment in Chelsea. Okay. All right, cool. 
Any other questions? No, that's it. Um, I didn't mean to interrupt your recording, but uh, just letting you know what's up. Have you listened to the show yet? I did. Actually, as I was working on your site today, I listened to it. I listened to the last one, and I, um, what was his name? He was talking about David Bowie. It was kind of mind-blowing. Oh, Matt Pinfield. Yeah. Not only that, when I was in recovery, I met some amazing people, and I became, like, friends with them, and, like, they would take me out to eat and stuff, and that was, like, still, to this day, something to think about. I won't mention names because it's anonymity, but, yeah. Nice. All right, Rick, thank you very much oh, yeah. for, for coming cool. through. We'll give you some money, and uh, it looks like the store is open. Nice yeah, work. it is. And we'll figure out the SSL thing, and we'll discuss that because it's a, it's a different protocol or whatever. But you can do it with PayPal, and it works totally fine. Maybe if you have any sort of ingenuic ideas to make our site uh, superior, and we could discuss. i tell you what. We can talk about responsive design and further customization of features and make your website pretty and shine. All right. All right, Rick. Thank you very All right. much. All right. So, yeah. Take Thank care. you, Rick. Bye-bye. Bye, Chris. Bye. There it is. We used what did you say? Ingenuic ideas? Yeah, ingenuic ideas. I don't think that's a word. Ingenuic? I think it is. <laughs> like that. <laughs> I think it is a word. Let's see. Ingenuic. Okay. Ingenuic. Yeah. Ingenuic in a sentence. This is how you use it. Use ingenuic in a sentence. The definite... Use ingenious in a sentence. <laughs> I want to use ingenuic. Oh, maybe ingenuic isn't a word. It's, it's just trying to placate you. It's not a word. How do you spell ingenuic? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it's a word. I-N-G-E-N-U-I-C? It's not a word. <laughs> <laughs> I figured it was like ingenuity in action. Uh, all right, where are we going? What were we talking about before we started? Well, now the store's working. The store's working. Yeah, go get a hoodie, guys. Now, sorry, it hasn't been working. Well, it, it did work with PayPal, but it had to be like a direct transfer from PayPal. I forgot it to ask Rick. It wouldn't process credit cards. If he could, it would process a credit card. Yeah. Listen, if you're in the Dopey Nation and you want to buy a t-shirt or a hoodie, why don't you try it right now? Yeah. See if it works. Yeah. Why not? Anyway, what I was talking about was, you remember the guy who did those announcements for us? Yeah, the voiceover did. Yeah, so, yeah. What's his so, name, Henry? His name is Ben. Ben. So I had this idea to do this big thing. I was really excited about it. And it was the other morning, and I called up Ben. And I said, Ben, I have this idea. Do you think you could handle it? And he was, and he's got that voice. Yeah. He's like, now, Dave, I just want you to know, I'm a professional. I get paid for doing this stuff. <laughs> I said, oh. I said, oh, you get paid. I said, well, I just want you to know that we don't. <laughs> so, like, what I'm trying to tell you is, like, when we get money, you can get money. I mean, besides the work at health money. Yeah. I said, when we get real money, yeah. we'll have you be the voice of Dopey. Yeah. He goes, Dave, I don't think that's really going to work. And I said, I don't think it's going to work either. And that's the end of Ben. Seriously? We're done with him. It's and over? he's done with us. Unless we want to give him money, which I certainly Isn't don't. Isn't he like your godfather or something? He's not my godfather. He's my cousin's husband. And it's funny because he had gotten sober, and now he's not sober anymore. When he was sober, he was doing it for free. And now he's not sober, and he wants the cash. Mm. He wants to pay for his weed Was it habit. a heated conversation? No. 
No, I'm making it sound much more good. How does, does how does he sound in like real life? Does he sound like a voiceover guy? Yeah, no. like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does. He talks with a very deep uh, voiceover voice. Does he really have like an interesting voice? Yes, he's very. I mean, it's interesting as like a game show announcer's voice is interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, people think your voice is way more interesting than his. Do you know how many compliments I get on your voice? Dude, we don't get compliments on my voice. I do. From who? We have all access to all the same mediums. No, we don't. Yeah, we do. I mean, I don't look at it was on Twitter. No, you way. hear you hear things in your own personal life about the show. You reveal them from time to time. Yeah. So do I. <laughs> don't believe you. Why would I make that up? Um, Seriously. I don't know. Why? I don't know. Why would I make that up? Somebody commented on our Bob Marley cover on Reddit. Yeah, they said, I can't believe Chris and Dave are singing a Bob Marley song. <laughs> All right, so should we do the voice memo real quick? No. It's a great voice memo. All right, do it. You want to do it? I just said no. <laughs> do it if you want to do it. I think we should do it. So great. Because we never get to him. Well, then we're calling Toast. All right, this is... I'm uh, doing this to placate you. Okay. So this uh, Dopey Nation is from Tim from Philly. We had one other voice memo from him. His are just classic. Two others. Classic. Two others. He's, the, he's, probably the, he's probably the king of the Dopey voicemail as of now. Okay. Tim, you're the king. king. King Tim of Kensington. King Tim. Fellas, what's going on? Tim from Philly. Uh, I'm just driving, man. I actually started listening to uh, episode one. <laughs> I don't know how. I just came on my podcast, and I just let it roll. So um, thought I'd give you guys a little dopey. Um, this story, man, it was crazy. It was a crazy experience, and uh, I, I'm surprised I haven't thought of it before, but Anyway, I was in a program called Team Challenge. Um, actually, Chris, I was out in Brockton, Mass. Um, you might even know the place. Uh, it was, uh, it's a very strict Christian, like, you know, boot camp program. And I had been in the program already for, like, uh, maybe 11 months. I did six months up in northern Vermont, and then they transfer you down to, um, to Brockton for, like, the second phase. And so... I'm in Brockton and I'm honestly, I'm like sick of this program. It's like, you can't, you don't, you can't watch TV. You're not allowed to talk to girls. You, you can't leave the place. Um, the only time you get to leave is if you go and you, and you fundraise. And so they're like, it's all about money there. Like they use people kind of to do what they're best at. And because I'm good at sales, they, they would put me on the drug awareness team, which is basically a team that goes out and sets up in front of stores. Chris, I know you've seen them. They're at outside, outside of like, uh, Walmarts and grocery stores and, and uh, Rite Aids and stuff, CVS. So I was on that team. And um, I actually liked that because I got to go out and, you know, be around actual people and, and, and uh, get the, you know, they buy you coffee and Red Bulls and stuff. And I was stealing money from the box. I had this little scam where I, where I could kind of keep the money that people gave me and um, stash that away. And, um, but so I'm out there, I'm out in like, I don't know, um, Taunton or one of those towns out there. And, uh, this chick comes up to the box and, you know, gets to talking. I tell her what it's about. She likes it. Oh, you want some coffee? I'll go get some coffee and bring it back. So she does. And, um, we, we talk and, you know, it was, she was hot. And I was like, like I said, I don't really, you aren't allowed to talk to women. So this was great. And, uh, she said, well, where are you going to be next time? I'll come visit you. And I was like, cool. And she did. And, um, and this is nuts, but I didn't, and I don't even know how like it, it happened, but she came to the next store I was at and, uh, brought coffee and we fucked in a car in the parking lot of the CVS that day. 
day tip. I should have known something was up with this chick, but I was all, I was all for it. And uh, and again, I hadn't, you know, for 11 or whatever it was, 11 months, I hadn't been with a chick. You know, barely can beat your dick because you're surrounded by dudes and, and you know, and uh, I mean, don't get it wrong. I, I definitely found the way to beat my dick. That's another story. I had this little this little method to do it while there was all these people around. Uh, but, yeah, so, you know, I was horny and we fucked in the car and it was it was pretty hot, actually. And uh, and this chick was cool, man. I, I was digging her vibe. I mean, you know, the pussy definitely helped. But, um you know, so she she came out again in the next door, next one I was at and um, just hung out. And you know, I, at that point, I was so sick of the program. And I was just like, yeah, I, I, I hate it here. Uh, you know, and she's like, well, why don't you leave? She's like, come live with me. You know, um, I was and that that sounded like a phenomenal plan, because honestly, I just wanted to sit back on a couch and watch like cable TV because I had it for that for 11 months. So. Um, I went back to the place, told him I was leaving. She picked me up, um, and I felt so free. I mean, I was like, this. I felt, I, I'll never forget it. I felt so free and relieved to be out of that program. And, um, you know, she's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, let's get a drink. <laughs> so 11 months down the drain like that, um, we stopped and got a couple little liquor bottles. And uh, she, like, pulls out a bottle of pills, and she's like, you want one of these? And I was like, fuck yeah. I don't even know what it was. I'm like, yes. And it turned out to be perks. So within like 20 minutes of leaving the program of 11 months, I was drinking and popping pills and, and, um, hanging out with what, what turned out to be a prostitute. Um, but having a blast though, like I was happy. I was loving life. (laughs) Um, and so we, uh, we went back to her house. Now she goes, she tells me she lives with her parents and, you know, their parents are cool and she's just going to tell them I'm a friend that's in the military and I'm going to stay for a while and they'll be cool with it. And I'm like, that's, yeah, all right. So we pull up and um, we're, we're hanging outside of her house for a little bit because we're still drinking. And uh, next thing you know, this like black tinted Mustang like creeps by the car real slow. And, uh, and I was like, what, what's going on? She's like, oh shit. She's like, that's my boyfriend and he's crazy. And I'm like, what, what the fuck? You know, and the car, so the car goes by, pulls, pulls over like, you know, maybe, I don't know, a hundred feet or whatever ahead. And she's like, that's my boyfriend and he's crazy. And I'm like, what the fuck, Steph? What, what do you mean? Like, what is he doing here? Why didn't you tell me? And she's like, just go, just go, go in, go in the house. And I go in the house. I haven't even met your parents. I don't even know what house it is. Like, where, what do you mean? Just go, just go, hurry. And I'm like, oh fuck. And so I do. I get out and I run to the down the side of this house. And there's a like a hot tub there. And I just I, I'm not going in the house to people I don't even know in this crazy situation. So I just freaking duck behind the hot tub. And uh, and I sit there. And I'm like, and I can see like the street and what's going on. And so this dude comes up to her and he's like, what the fuck? Who the fuck? It, first of all, it's this big ass black dude. All right. She's this like tiny little white girl. This dude's a big ass black dude and he's pissed off and he's screaming at her and he's like gripping her up. Who the fuck is that? I'll kill him. Da, 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 da. I'm, I'm, and I'm just sitting back there like, and this is the sick part. I'm like, gigg- I'm not even scared. I'm like giggling because like of the drama and the action. I'm just like, oh my God, this is crazy. Like I knew it was nuts. And I was like, 
I was just liking it. It was it was crazy. Like this dude's about to murder this woman and then probably murder me if he found me. And I am just loving it. I'm just so happy to be free. And, uh, you know, the drugs have had me feeling pretty loose. And so eventually uh, her stepdad comes out and like, you know, tells him to get the hell out of here and uh, and whatever. So he I see him like go to the to her car. And, and, and I didn't really know what was going on, but, um, you know, she comes out and she's like, yeah, I'm really sorry. You know, he's nuts. And he, he stole your luggage. And I was like, he stole my luggage. What the fuck do you mean? That's, you know, like, that's all I had in life was my suitcases, two bags, whatever. I'm like, he stole my luggage. Are you freaking kidding me? Like, I need that back stuff. Like, that's my life is in there. And she's like, all right, we'll get it back. Don't worry. We'll get it back. And, um. You know, so we sleep, you know, we go to sleep and her parents are cool with me staying. And, and it just was, you know, two or three days. She turned out to be like a nurse, like an in-house nurse. She would go and and she would steal pills from every person she worked with. And she would come home and we would fuck. And, you know, and that went on for a few days. And like, you know, I again, when I was loving life at this point, because, you know, it was just everything I wanted. And uh, we were going out to eat. She had money. We were going out to nice dinners. And, and so we're out at this dinner, like day four. And, uh, and we're all, you know, we're dressed up. It's this fancy dinner, drinking wine, feeling good. And, um, and I just realized at that point that this chick was absolutely insane. And, uh, and I needed to get the hell out of the situation because, like, it was going to get bad. And so, like, you know, over dinner, I just, I just look at her. I said, Steph, like, I need to go back. She's like, what? What the fuck do you mean you need to go back? What, you just gonna leave me? What do you mean you gotta go back? And I, that, and then I knew she was crazy. And I knew that I had to, like, think quick because otherwise this shit was gonna get bad. And I, I just, like, I came up with this thing. I was like, you know, if, if you want this to work between us, you gotta let me get better. Like, I need to get well for you. <laughs> and so, and she fell for it, of course. And, uh, I ended up going back to Teen Challenge, like, with my tail between my legs. And, uh, you know, they, they let me back in, but I got put on this, like, restriction. I was in the kitchen for, like, a month in the in the dish pit, you know, washing pet pots and pans for a month. And um, it was miserable, man. But that, that experience was actually, like, I don't know, it was kind of fun. I wouldn't take it back. It was it was one of those times that, like, I knew it was it was wrong and it was bad, but um, but I liked it. And so I, I actually have another I'll, – I'll wait for another day to tell you my, my uh, Laguna Beach story because that shit's – that's just crazy too. But anyway, guys, you know, I'm bringing that dope before you. Um, the things we do on drugs, man. All right, fellas. I hope you guys are doing well. Um, yeah. Peace out, man. Stay strong. Dopey nation. Tim. Amazing. He's a classic. I'm telling you the best voice memos. There's voicemail memos and then there's Tim's voicemail memos. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so like more, more, most of the time. And I, I apologize to everybody yeah. else. But I go to sleep during the fucking voice memo. Yeah, but you pay attention during his. Tim's, it's like it's a, it's a show within the show. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever been in a situation that is emotionally fraught, dangerous, something like that, and you're not taking it seriously, just kind of giggling? Like that attitude of when he was like hiding behind uh, the hot tub and his the girl's boyfriend was there and it was like escalating and he's just kind of giggling? Yeah, I mean, I, I can think of it. I mean, my memory's so bad. That's one of yeah. the reasons that I don't come with the stories that good because my memory's terrible. But I remember, like, when I got arrested, um, 
whenever I got arrested, I would like start like making jokes to the cops, like, "Oh, this is going to go really bad." <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, "I'm yeah. fucked now," or I'd, I'd say something stupid just because it's like it's like it's that moment it's happening, but it's between the thing and the consequences. It's yeah. this one space. I would do that. Sometimes I would mouth off, but then I would, if I was in the back of a cop car, I'd, like, try to get him to laugh, and it would, like, work sometimes. Because I was like, it's already happening. Do you know what I mean? That's like, when the <laughs> great people pleaser within really comes out to play. Yeah, but it's also just, like, kind of, like, might as well have some fun with this. Oh. I had that the giggling thing in jail when riots were about to happen. I would get, like, excited and want the riot to happen. And it's that drama that he's talking about. You, like, feed off the drama. Well, I think it has to do with, and I want to get back to Tim's story, but it has to do with also, I think as an addict, it's like boredom is so difficult to deal with. Yeah. And and excitement is the great remedy for boredom. Oh, yeah. So when something's going to happen, it's like, thank God something's happening. At work the other day, I'm working and the lights went out. For a split second, and I was like, "Yeah!" I was like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. "Something terrible exactly. is going to happen." <laughs> and, and one of the managers goes, "What just happened?" Yeah. I said, "I don't know." I was like, yeah, "But I want it to happen again." <laughs> oh my god! I remember going in jail and going to Chow Hall, like when I was in the barracks, right, where you actually like walk to go get like food and stuff. And we'd be walking to get food, and like there would be a fight that like broke out, right? And they'd like freak out, and everybody get on the floor. You know, there's literally like hundreds and hundreds of inmates, and you're laying down, and like your like head might be on top of another person because you have to instantly get down, and they start firing like the little um, like paintball. Uh, it's like paintballs full of like. Um, that stuff that like uh, not tear gas but like the pepper spray like pepper balls right and I'd be laying there and they're firing these things off and like they're screaming and there's just fucking guards you know running around everywhere and I'd just be thinking this is great (laughs) because because it's like it's a break of that boredom (laughs) yeah you know I mean in the beginning I mean, and anything that's different is incredibly desired. I think yeah. you know, isn't is that human nature? Or is that addict nature? I don't know. But I, I think it's I think it's probably human nature. But addicts take it to the next level. But with Tim, with Tim's voicemail, because I really I want to talk about it while it's fresh in my mind. Yeah, I didn't understand a few things. You always have to critique it and pick it apart. You were curious about his wardrobe. Where did he get his new clothes? Well. So he's with the he, the girls of okay, So he's doing. I always. I don't even forget it. I don't know if it's is it team challenge or teen challenge. I think it's team challenge. It's like this. You know what that is? It's like this kind of like very Christian based recovery. I think program. it's teen. I thought it was teen too, but it's not. It's for adults. So it's team. But then there's kids. I think there might be. I don't know. But whatever. Anyways, it's like super Christian based and it's like pretty strict. And so they were having him, like, raise money for it in, like, plazas. Or I understood like that, that but that's not my he question. Makes check, you know. I understood okay, that you part. That. All right. <laughs> Do you think I didn't understand any of the what story? What did you get? Okay. First of all, he didn't know the chick was a prostitute. Yeah. The chick turns out to be a prostitute. I and, think it was, like, her side gig. And, I mean, she's a nurse, so she's making money. She's an in-home nurse. And she's a prostitute on the side. Yeah, it's her side gig. And she gets high. She's an addict. Yeah. So... I don't even think she's like a, a prostitute prostitute. So she why do you just, call her a prostitute? Well, because she probably like meets the definition, but she's not like a street walking hooker. You mean she meets the definition in that she gets probably paid because for she sex. does drugs and she's done some shady shit. So I, she's I, not I really ran around with girls like women like that. Like, but you wouldn't the call them prostitutes unless they took money for sex. 
Why would you call someone a prostitute? Unless it's like her money. livelihood isn't from prostitution, so it's a little different, you know. But she's probably still a prostitute in like, you know, but not in the traditional sense of. Let life. me let me let's stop this conversation. <laughs> How many people do you know that were seemingly average, normal, run of the mill people, but occasionally turned tricks for money? I when I was using, I would go on runs with women, and one in particular, and like that's what she was. She sounds like this woman. So she wasn't a prostitute. But I wouldn't be like you. Would, you wouldn't even call her a prostitute, but she's just probably like done stuff for drugs in a know. pinch. Yeah, or when she's like on a run, you know, like she had like a kid and was like from like an upper middle class family, you know. And then you go on a run, and it's like you know you piece together and make it work any way you can. Right. You know. Right. No, no. So I've read. I, I've never been in that situation. Yeah. Have you? What? Where I needed to sell my body yeah. for drugs? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I was, I was in Pasadena once, and um, uh, this guy pulled up in a van, and I had ran out of treatment, and I was on the Colorado Boulevard on the side of the road, and Pasadena has, like, some shitty areas. It's amazing, your memory. Up, it amazes me. How do you remember I, the I, street? I really remember this. Oh, well, it's like one of the main, like, roads. I lived in L.A. for six years. I don't remember any of the streets. Or was it Fair Oaks? No, it was Colorado. Okay. And uh, they, uh, he pulled up and like he wanted to get me in the van, in his van. He was mm-hmm. like, "Hey, you want to come in?" And like it was clear, like he knew I was like, you saw how I used to look, you know, I looked like a junkie. I looked really fucking haggard, you know. And and so he wanted me to get in his van with him, and it's just some random dude. And he, he probably thought like he could give me money, do you know what I mean, in exchange for sex or for some sort of act. And I remember being like, I'm gonna go in his car and rob him. You know what I mean? And just like, like beat him up, strong arm, take his money. That was your plan. Mm, I thought about it, and then I didn't do it. So well, tell me, tell me the plan. <laughs> it really wasn't. So then what happened? And so then I was mind, like, nah. I was like, nah. I just said nah. I was like, nah. In your mind, it's seeing permutations. But I remember thinking like I could maybe like beat him up for a second. You're like, I can suck his cock. And maybe get some money from that. And then the next second, you're like, wait no, a second. I'm not going to suck his cock. Maybe I'll beat that his head that. against the steering wheel and take his phone. And that's like, maybe I'll just walk away well, my from favorite, My favorite is, and the last, the last rehab I went to, this place called Plymouth House, and there's a guy named Kevin in there. Everyone called him Kev. He was from South Boston. He was a really fucking tough kid, right? Uh-huh. And he was crazy. And he, like, you know, he ended up going to California and ending up, end up on Skid Row in L.A., you know, like 5th and Broadway, whatever, around there, 7th San Julian. And he was telling me, he's like, yeah, he's like, there's all these, like, kids, like, turning tricks. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. sucking dick for crack and stuff like that. And he's like, and I'd go into, like, whatever, like, Marshalls or whatever the equipment is and boost stuff and sell it. And he's like, and all these kids would be like, oh, Kevin, you're crazy. And he's like, I'm crazy. He's like, you're sucking dick for crack. You know? And that was, and I, I love this kid because he was, he was from Boston. And I was like, that was one of my lines. I was like, I, I don't think I would ever cross that line. You know, I, I had my lines were were totally shallow lines. Like if I didn't have cable, I'm like I'm not getting high. I'm I'm, I'm going away. I'm going to treatment. <laughs> well, about Tim, but he said he's like you're in treatment for 11 months, and all you're like is I want a couch and cable. He was just so happy. That's all he wanted. You know. Let's get back to this story for a yeah. second. What I this is the thing I didn't understand. So fine, she's uh, an occasional prostitute who's also a nurse who does drugs. I get it. The boyfriend shows up. Steals Tim's luggage, <laughs> and then Tim's like, stays. Yeah, he stays. But how does that happen? What do you mean? The boyfriend leaves. Why does it with his luggage? She's like, all right, Stacy, I'm taking no, this guy's shit. Step, his her stepfather came out and made the boyfriend leave. He said. 
And then he and then he ushered Tim into the house. I guess, and then Tim came in. And then the four days later, at a fancy restaurant with what the stepdad's clothes, maybe the no team challenge stuff started working on him. He realizes Stacy is he, crazy. He realizes this is in a bad place, and he goes back to team. Haven't challenge. you done that? I've done that. So like, ran out of treatment, gone on a fucking killer run, motels, getting high, and then it gets hard after a few weeks. And I think back to the rehab, which I hated and so desperately wanted to go, and think and you I'd it. give anything to go back. <laughs> I to miss that. my friends in treatment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I didn't ever. No, yeah. not for me because yeah. I didn't. I didn't use like you did. Yeah. When I left treatment, I would go to wherever I lived. And I would figure out how to get into my routine. My routines were yeah, very... Yeah, you were like the turtle. My, <laughs> my routines were... I was all about my routines. And my routines, like, were pretty comfortable. You set up your life where you could where you could do it for a, a bit. For extended... Ext- yeah. And it's not... It's the total opposite ends of this. Spectrum. It doesn't make me a good person. Because I also became such a horrible... I was a horrible junkie. Like, you would do runs. I was, like, living in the fucking, you know... In that forever, forever, yeah, forever. Yeah. I, I mean, like I'm talking about. I would wake up. I would go to to down to Six and Broadway. Yeah. I would buy one bag <laughs> or, or two because all I had was a do- ten dollars. Yeah. I'd buy two balloons. Yeah. I'd come home. It's still dark. Yeah. It's not even dawn. I would shoot the two bags. I would like watch an episode of Lost. I would like punch myself in the head. I would take like four clonopins. Yeah, and I'd catch a knot. And then you do the same. No, thing no, the next no. Day. Then I doze off. Then I'd wake up, and then I would walk to the methadone clinic. <laughs> so I would get high pre, pre-methadone. pre Yeah. And then I would get my dose, and then I'd go about my day. And then the next morning, I would do it again. Do I'd, wake up, I'd wake up at 4 in the morning or something to get high. Oh, my God. And then I would have, like, a little period before my girlfriend woke up, alone in the house, you know, yeah. watching TV before the sun came up kind of thing. What, do you think it's business as usual down there still right now? I really would love to know. Is there anybody from L.A.? Is Skid Row still like it was 15 years ago? I remember when I left, it was... I remember... Isn't that like, crazy? That was like 15 years ago. A little less for me, probably more for you, right? I, I left California in 2008. Yeah. And uh, so that's 10 years ago. Don't you think Skid Row is kind of like Amsterdam? Very much. Because it's just like, if it's still like that, it's like... They clearly were just like out of sight, out of mind. You know, they occasionally bust people, but it's like they it was just like let the, it happen. It was that open open container policy kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I remember as I was leaving, there was a bunch of gentrification things that were happening in Skid Row, and Skid Row was really east of Spring, yeah. east of uh, the next one. So Skid Row wasn't really bad until you hit to St. Julian. Yeah. And then I would always cop. Between Broadway and Spring, yeah. where it was much safer, you know, <laughs> closer to the bums. Yeah, yeah, no, no. And there was like there was like a little bakery. Okay. I, I had my little routine. I would go to the bakery. I would buy a cup of coffee. Then I would walk down to Spring, and I would stand at this mailbox, and I'd always have a paperback book, yeah. so it looked like I was busy. I would, I would lean. I would, I would lean on the mailbox, reading with a little cup of coffee. How many people are reading? I was the only one. I'd be the only one. I'd be, I'd be reading my paperback and sipping my light and sweet coffee, and maybe munching on a churro on six between Broadway. This more like a cop. Well, that was the thing, and this I did this every time. And then one, and then as it got, do you remember any of the books that yeah? I would just read junkie books. I'd be like oh, the like basketball diaries or or, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, those books. I would yeah. only read those books. 
It wasn't and, like Alice in Wonderland or The Hobbit or something? Never. No, it was always like a, a memoir or a rock and roll book or, or a drug book or something like that. Yeah. But as, I, as my time there shortened, there were always busts like, because it was changing. And the, I think it was the last time I went down there. It was like full-blown, everyone's getting busted. And I'm standing there with my book, and they're not coming after me because I'm reading a book. And I was like near the bus stop, yeah. you know, and I'm like watching. There was a lot of people getting arrested. Yeah. Well, I just remember being down there, and people would be... And like they tried to hide it, you know what I mean, and do it quickly. But it would be like people would be doing drug deals, and cops would be driving by. Do you know what I mean? Like, it would literally be like the cop would be driving by and they would be doing it. The truth is I really didn't understand uh, that culture. Like, I really... like it's in New scary. York. It is a little in New scary. York, it's, there, it was like literally... It's New seemed, York doesn't have like an area... Like, they wouldn't allow that. I feel like that was allowed. Do you know what I mean? I feel like it was just like constant dealing, hooking homeless people. And they're just like, oh, we'll arrest people every once in a while. But it doesn't... They weren't trying to stop it, you know? Fuck that, man. In New York, you can go to Avenue D yeah. in some very serious nook and cranny situation or go out to Bushwick or go yeah. You know, I never copped in the Bronx, but I'm sure there are streets in the Bronx where it's yeah. like that. In Los Angeles, it's like roving gangs of orphan Mexicans <laughs> who are shipped over the border it, just to do that. Yeah. You know, it's like it's roving awesome. gangs of orphan Mexicans with fucking bundles in their mouths. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's like I've never seen anything like that anywhere. But I bet Kensington's worse. Yeah. I but where do the Mexicans come from in, in Kensington? I don't know anything about Kensington. All I know is from what we've heard from the Dopey Nation members. We just got this... Uh, this Facebook message from somebody who goes, I wish you hadn't told me about Kensington. Really? Did you see that? What, they want to go there? They went. Hold on, that's fine. Oh, my God. Dude, I remember uh, Skid Row. I went down there. I drove there from Orange County with my girlfriend who had a white Porsche. It was a Boxster, but she had a Porsche. And we drove down there. And I was like, just stay in the car. And we parked like right around there. I was like, put your seat back and lock the doors. And she just stayed in the thing. And then I came back and there was like two or three people outside her car. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Me and Todd fucking every every day he was willing to take me. Yeah. I'd be like, Todd. It'd be like five in the morning if he was up all night smoking meth. I'd be like, let's go. And like once a week, he'd be excited to go. Like three days a week, I'd have to drag him out of his bed. Yeah. And then two days, I would like steal his car and go myself. Yeah. But we would go down there and we would look like undercover cops, like yeah. sipping the coffee in the car. And then, But then all the, all the fucking orphan Mexicans would run up to the car and be like, you know. Yeah. And it's like, it was like, it was the easiest copping in the history of copping. Yeah. Literally. Now, I want to read this really quickly, really quickly, but I'm not going to be able to find it. I'm not going to be able to find this it. This is dead air, Dave. Dead air. Fuck it. I don't know. Some dude who was talking about Kensington, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. I don't know. Forget it. Forget all that. I have, I have notes and I have a, a phone call. What read do you want to do? Read me a note. Read me one note and then let's do the phone call. I got so many notes that we haven't... Read me a good one. Do you want to hear a stupid one or a good one? Read me a stupid one and a good one. Have you ever considered... It's so stupid, I'm not going to say it. What? Say it. You can't do that. Okay. Like, the difference between...
drinking and drowning. And I don't mean drinking alcohol. I mean drinking water. Have you ever drank water so quickly that you know if you stop drinking, you'll drown? Have I ever drank water so quickly that I know if I stop drinking, I'll drown? Like well, it, the difference here, Dave, is that when you drink, it goes down your esophagus. And when you drown, it goes down your trachea. Isn't it amazing, though, that there's a, a, a there's mental a switch that, goes that, that makes sure that you're either drinking or drowning? That is pretty cool. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's an amazing thing. Yeah. All right, that's one note. <laughs> <laughs> um, another note. Okay. Was that a bit? Like, what was that we just had? It was just a thought. It was a thought from one of my one of my classic thoughts. Um, I have this other thing that's pretty funny, but okay. Two weeks ago or three weeks ago, I'm with my daughter. Okay, she has a play date, and the the girl that she has a play date with, whenever she comes to our house, her she's half Japanese, and her mother always brings a gift for me and Linda. She brings a box of cookies. Okay. The mom is Japanese. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to her house, and Linda goes, you got... Are they Japanese cookies? No. Okay. They were amazing cookies, Japanese cookies are not very sweet. They were cookies called Everything But The Sink. And these cookies had everything. Peanut butter. It was like what you tried to make at the Hershey's factory. Pretzels. (laughs) Fucking... They were amazing cookies. Anyway, so Linda's like, you got to make sure you bring cookies over there. Yeah. I'm like, okay. I can do that. And then Linda goes, Linda goes, just bring these. And she holds up this box of cookies we had, one of these big Costco tubs. That's like, yeah. I said, Linda, it's opened. You bring that. And she's like, what? She goes, put it in a plastic bag. I was like, they bought us new cookies every time. I'm not bringing that garbage thing of cookies. And, and, um, They're like Kirkland cookies. Yeah, they were. They were like the mini chocolate chip from Trader Joe's. Yeah. Um, and I was like, no, I'm not bringing those. And I was like, I'll, I'll figure it out. So me and uh, and my daughter go to the deli, and I and I, I decide I'm going to buy double chocolate Milano's, which is yeah, am- pretty good. Yeah. It's an amazing cookie. It's a good cookie. You know, it's a really amazing cookie. What Brussels? Yeah, Brussels are good. I amazing. like the samplers. I'll get the samplers. You get the sampler? I don't mind it. The big one? Yeah. The tin? Yeah. I mean, they got some. They got, some, a spicy meat they got some stuff in there that's not great with no chocolate, you know? What? The board, the, the, the Bordeaux? Is that what they are? The, the sugar cookie. There's, and then there's also like a butter cookie or something. Yeah. Those are good, though. They're all good. You know what's really good is the butter cookie with a little piece of the 60% cacao. And you put that together. Yeah. You love adding the cacao to things. Anyway, so we go to the deli. Yeah, I really do. I mean, or a fucking a Bordeaux with a little cacao on the side. <laughs> Bordeaux with a twist of cacao. Yeah, that's good stuff. Okay, so you go to the deli. We go to the deli. Yeah. And, uh, and we're like, all right. We should have got some arugula. We're going to get the double chocolate. <laughs> I'm going to let that go. We're going to get the double chocolate Milano's, okay? And I go, and, 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 I'm, and this deli, it's like, it's the local deli. Uh, it's right there in the, in the, on the outskirts of town, and I've gone there for years. And Is it the one on the corner? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah you know, know what I'm talking about. You walk there. Yeah, yeah. And um, but we drove there because we we're on yeah. the way to the friend's yeah. house. And, um, and and I go there because there's a woman there. Uh, her name is Barbara. Yeah. And she's known my name since I visited. Yeah. Hey Dave, how you doing? Yeah. Hey, Barbara, I'm so good. you feel important. I, I feel liked. There is nothing like a deli where they know your name. Yeah. I mean, fuck. Do you have a deli where they know your name? No. Oh, my God. 
Linda used to live in Astoria, and I found a deli where I picked. I went in, I went, hello, my name's Dave. I like my coffee <laughs> light yeah. and sweet. So the next morning, hey, Dave, you, you like you want the coffee? That's nice. I love all that shit. I don't have one place that knows my name. I do have people I'm friendly with and see on the street at the market across and from Frank. me, but we don't know each other's names. Does Frank know your name? Frank knows my name. What does he say? I've been avoiding Frank. What does he say? I haven't talked to him in months. I take the I turn left instead of right at the exit. Well, what does he say, though? He says, what's up, Chris? When are you going to post that? <laughs> Let me get the podcast. What's up with Lonely Space? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, All right. so I'm in the deli, and Barbara's not there. <laughs> and they are so slow in this fucking deli. And you can wait for 20 minutes, because it's like a deli that's like cooking stuff. Like, I want a bacon, egg, and cheese. I want French toast. I want a turkey club with provolone, blah, blah. You know, it's like that. You know, so you're just waiting. And, and, and we're running late. And all I want to do is buy the box of fucking cookies. And I'm like, what the... <laughs> What the fuck is this? And some woman goes in front of me, and I'm like insane. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, you see the line goes over here. Did you say that? Yeah, yeah. I said that. And she goes, what? She goes, oh, be my guest. Yeah. And I said, like an idiot. I said, I said, no, no, <laughs> I said, please. Yeah. <laughs> you go. <laughs> you go. <laughs> and, she, and she goes, no. And I said, okay, fine, thank you. Yeah. And I and I buy the cookies, and then the woman says. It's three dollars and fifty nine cents. I just gave you five dollars to Barb. No, the Barbara wasn't there. Oh. Some girl you had given her. She I, forgot that she. I did. don't know. Yeah. And I'm standing there. I just cut the woman in line. Yeah. I had waited there for twenty minutes. I had given her five bucks, and then she says three dollars and fifty nine cents. My daughter, my sweet yeah. daughter, is standing. I said, I just fucking gave you five dollars. Yeah. She says, No, you didn't. <laughs> and I'm just standing there. Yeah. The the woman's behind the counter looking at me. Nora's looking at me. Yeah. The woman I cut yeah. is staring at me. The people by, I mean, it's very small. Yeah. And I'm standing there. I just accused the girl. You just pay again? I just accused the girl of stealing five dollars from me. And all the permutations are running through my head. Yeah. What I wanted to do is say, bitch. I just gave you five fucking dollars. Yeah. Are you fucking high? Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? But and that's coming up. It's, yeah, th- those words are yeah. rising, and I just gave her another five bucks. That's the right thing to do. I gave her the other five bucks, and I felt I'm like sweating. Yeah, I'm like insane. Yeah. and I get in the car and we drive to the play date. And that was it. Yeah, kind of. I knew junkies that used to do. They'd buy like a couple dollars worth of stuff, and they'd give somebody a ten, and then they would get the change, and they'd say, "I gave you a 20. Right. And then they would they would be like an issue, or they bring the manager over. Usually, like a fast food joint, and then um, they would be like count the register, and they usually won't count it. They'll just give right. you the change. Right. Well, I felt like that the clerk was pulling the scam on me. No, I think the girl was just playing an idiot. I think I was just insane. Do but you it, think maybe you didn't give her the five dollars. Yeah, of course. Maybe I didn't give her the five dollars. It's possible. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Of course, I have no idea. See, I would pay ten dollars just to avoid a scene like that. I, I was no, but it's like what it was was it was this build of pressure. Yeah, you walk in and you're on this very long line, and you're you're late. There was something else I had to do. Yeah, and then you're, I was so indignant. Like, how could there be a line in a deli? Yeah, you know. And then it's like, I just. I, I, I lost it and like but it, it, it really just spoke to me about uh, 
like addiction, yeah. sanity, does, recovery. Does Barb know that you drive, you commute an hour and a half to work at a deli? I don't think so. You should tell her. I think I might have told her. Yeah, people don't understand that. All right. Should we read an email now? If that's what you want to do. Are you game for that? I don't want to do something unless you want to do it. I totally want to do it. You totally want to do I it? I totally want you to do it. You seem like you're fading, man. No, I'm not fading at all. All right. Move your hand. Make sure you... Sp- We've been getting critiques on our audio quality. Yeah, actually, that's Stainless. what I want to do really quickly. We ju- I-, I put out a call to the Dopey Nation... Asking, uh, as you did, asking yeah. for questions, comments, shout-outs, or otherwise. And, uh... Should we do one on each? I mean, we did that, like, ten minutes ago. What did we do? We just put the call out. Should we let them roll in a little bit more? No, I'm gonna read one. I just said I was How gonna read How about this? One. You read one from your medium, from Twitter, and I'll read one from Instagram. And we... The opposite person answers. Well, this is... First of all, this is super big, dopey fan. Twitter, um follower and Instagram follower, Caitlin Ocean, and she asks uh, for a shout-out to Caitlin Ocean on from Twitter and Instagram, because hey, she Caitlin. loves us. Say How what's up. Hey. Hey, Caitlin. Caitlin's got her picture is a big picture of herself eating spaghetti. Look, that's her picture. Oh, she, Caitlin just asked something on uh, Instagram. What'd she ask you? She said uh, she asked you, because I'm not going to be able to answer this. If you were a Peanuts character, which one would you be? Snoopy's. I don't even know what character who's Snoopy in. Snoopy isn't the Peanuts. He's the dog. Yeah, Snoopy is the dog. If I was a Peanuts character, you know, a lot of things... This is a very deep question for me because I am a big fan of Peanuts. Um, and the truth is, I would love to be Schroeder, who was the cool piano player that Lucy loved. And I would pretend that I would be Pigpen, who's filthy. And wherever he goes, there's a cloud of dirt following him around. But the truth is, I'm Charlie Brown, the uh, loser. Who complains about Isn't everything. Isn't Charlie Brown the star, though? But he's the neurotic. You would have to be the star, don't you? Ask anybody. You'll settle for nothing less. <laughs> Not star, yeah. You know. if, but it's like, you don't know Peanuts. But I would say I'm either, I'm either Pigpen or Charlie Brown. I got a good one here. Yeah. What's the furthest you've ever traveled for the purpose of copying? Yeah. Here you go. You want me to answer? The, the, what's the furthest I've, I've traveled to cop? I, I have by foot. I got off in Penn Station once. You and just I, asked me to answer. <laughs> your answer. Right, you go. Go ahead. No, please. No, you go. Please. I defer. No, you're going to start talking again. Okay, so I got off when I ran out of rehab and I ran out of the place in Lena Lodge. I made my way to Penn Station. Yes. And I walked from Penn Station to 120th and Legs. Why? Because that was where you knew you could cop. Mm-hmm. Up to Lexington, one, two, five. Yep. Feel sick and dirty, more dead than alive. Yeah. Um, That's by foot. And for the people not in Manhattan, what is that, like Like three or four miles? It's uh, five miles. Yeah. Five miles. Yeah. And by car? By car. Not too far. Because whenever I never had a car, you know, when I had a car, I was like living in a city, and I just would drive to the other part of the city. But then I ended up in rehab somewhere. Farthest I ever cop uh, traveled to cop. You know, it was very rare that I traveled anywhere to cop. Yeah. You know, um, farthest I traveled to cop. What I used to do, and we did this a few times, is when things got bad, I had this idea in my head. 
that we would lamb it up to the house my parents have upstate. Yeah. And we would go up there. It was either me and my friend Dave went up there. Oh, you went with Todd. And me and Tom and you, went up you there. snorted like a Skalaxon or something. No, that was with Dave. Oh. That was with Dave. But when I went there, I think I went there with my parents. Yeah. And I didn't tell them I was in withdrawal or anything. Yeah. And um, went up there. And I think two days in, I was like a mess. Yeah. And Todd is from up there. He's yeah. from a town over, two towns over. Yeah. So I called Todd and I asked him to drive me home. Yeah. And I had to bribe him with, I had to buy him the Velvet Underground box set. And oh, he, wow. And he drove me home. So it was like five hours. Yeah. Or four hours. Yeah. To, to cop. And I remember. Did he bring you back or did he leave you here? I didn't want to go back. Oh. <laughs> I, was, I was just going there to get clean. Yeah. How'd you get out there? I went with my parents. Oh, okay. So we, we, I remember we were driving back, jonesing. Like a fiend, you know? You and Todd, or...? He wasn't sick. I was sick. Yeah. And, uh... And our, our dealer was named KK. And, uh... I remember we were crossing into Westchester at, like, Tarrytown. And KK lived in the Bronx. And it usually took him 40 minutes to get to my apartment. So Sweet. we were an hour outside of Manhattan. And I remember it was a starry night. It was a summer's night. Starry night. And we were an hour away. And I called him... Uh, at Tarrytown, and he was like, "I, I'll be there in an hour," and I was like, "Ah, oh, yeah," because this, I knew that when we got, no matter, we were a little further than him, yeah. so there was no chance, you know, that you weren't gonna have to wait long. No, and we, I think we got there at exactly the same time. Yeah, you know, and he, I think he brought a gram, like you know what I mean. It was so rare; it was like one of those big chunks. It wasn't bags. You never see that. No, you never see that. Wow. <clears throat> See my eyes? That I remember just the feeling of being in the car and, and getting him on the phone and knowing every all my problems were going to be solved. What's the furthest you ever traveled for a meeting? Furthest I ever traveled for a meeting? Not far. <laughs> you know, wherever's closest. <laughs> yeah, wherever's convenient. Whatever's convenient. This morning I went to a meeting. Did you? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, in Long Island? No, I went here. Uh, Did you go to Hazelden? No, I went down the street. Huh. Um, I went to the closest meeting available on this block. Yeah. On the block. Oh, wonderful. Um, it was fucked up because I haven't been going to meetings. I've been just going to my book study yeah. every week. And I was like, I should start going to some meetings. Like, I got, I, I've been working my this new job. And, like, it's kind of, like, low impact and not a lot of action. Yeah. And, uh... I'm bored, and I and I get really nerve. Like this is something I was thinking about today. I'm sitting around, and I get really nervous, and I'm really bored, and I feel all these kind of classic drug addict feelings. Like I'm a failure. I'm a fraud. Things aren't happening fast enough. Nothing's happening. Classic cognitive distortions. And I'm uh, I get really I got really scared, and I was like, I'm gonna be here all day. Yeah. And like I want to watch TV or I want to do something, and I was like, I was like, I can go to a meeting. Yeah. And I went to a meeting, and uh, it was a decent meeting. And the second, you know, the the speaker started to tell her story, I felt better. I felt like every everything was okay. I was like, why am I bugging out? You yeah. know what I mean? All I have to do is chill. Of course. You know. Chris never really vocalizes this, but Chris's philosophy of life 
is really in tuned with recovery. It's really irritating sometimes the way it comes across. Is it? But the, yeah, your slogan. Explain. Your slogan. It's whatevs. <laughs> it's whatevs. It's whatevs. Yeah. What that says is everything's okay. Everything's fine. It's whatevs, man. It's all about the present. It's whatevs. It's amazing. And I'm sitting in the meeting, and, I, and I'm like, oh, when is this bitch going to start talking? Look at all these losers. And then she starts talking, and this calm comes into <laughs> my brain. And I hear this voice, and it says, it's whatevs, man. Do you really think, look at all these losers? Yeah, there are a bunch of losers over there. <laughs> Fucking old and ugly people. I go to AA in New York, I went to like the hot meeting, you know? Yeah. No, there's some weird people in meetings here. Some really weird people. What, there aren't weird people in meetings in Boston? Uh, no, you see, Boston's a different element. Where there's, like, depends where you go, but there's, like, this sort of, like, old... Boston's much more, um, like, homogeneous <laughs> than New York City is. And there's, like, kind of this, like, male sort of tough guy old line Boston sort of thing that like like the departed guy yeah, yeah sort of kind of actually kind of like that but like not as like gangster but can like, you talk like that to be, no they just try to be like tough guys I don't know that, that's that, there's that element do you know what I mean um, and then there's sort of like a professional element in New York City there's just kooky crazy motherfuckers well you have to understand that the meeting that I went to I, my father basically lives in a senior citizen like building, yeah. and it was in one of the buildings in the senior citizens buildings. Yeah. So it was just a bunch of like poor senior citizens from the buildings that I grew up in. Yeah. At the meeting. Yeah. You know, uh, the meeting I go into Long Island, it's like the shtick is so thick out there because they all okay. The guy who runs the meeting, I shouldn't say his name, but the way they say his name is so funny. I'm just yeah. gonna do it. His name is Damon. Okay. Yeah. And he's a Unitarian Universalist minister. Yeah. And uh, and the meeting is basically me and like seven six year old women, and yeah. the women all talk like this: Damon, uh, what do you what do you think about your higher power? <laughs> and uh, and Damon goes, Well, what do you think about your higher power? And the woman goes, Damon. I'm really more of a vodka drinker, and I, I'm not really that in touch with my higher power. But I, <laughs> but I'll tell you this, Damon. And they all say, <laughs> and, and the other woman, the woman, the other woman goes, Damien. Oh, I didn't mean to say Damien. You're not the son of the devil. Yeah. <laughs> I used to be a vodka drinker. Only in Long Island can you rhyme vodka and drinker. <laughs> I used to be a vodka drinker. Oh my god. And higher power, higher power rhyme and vodka drinker rhyme. Hmm. What else you got on Twitter? Okay. Dude, I wish I could remember more of the, of what the people in the meeting say because it's so funny. All right, okay. To be honest, I'm a fuck far. This is from Pizza Delivery Guy at Brooklyn Pete. And the picture is of an attractive girl with a cat. So I don't know if it's a guy or a girl or what. So he's a cute girl with a cat, Brooklyn Pete. Okay. You think it's a guy or a girl? Let me see. Looks like a girl. <clears throat> maybe the cat's Pete. Yeah, maybe the cat's Brooklyn Pete. Anyway. Maybe it's the cat's Paige. Uh, is there anything worse but a migraine at work? No, that's not what she says. She says... Fuck me, man. 
Jesus Christ. Just read one of them. Just read any. To be honest, I'm a fuck and far behind, but I love you guys. Maybe this will be a cool surprise if you say, hey, Brooklyn, what's up? Like, I'll randomly hear it when I finally catch up. Hey, Brooklyn, I'm, what's up? Hey, Brooklyn, what's up? You still ask a question or not? IDK, man. I just realized you tweeted that at 620, so shit again. Ha, ha, ha. All right. Thanks, man. Oh, she, she does it again. Caitlin, Caitlin Ocean with another Peanuts tweet. All right. Would you say, I'm Charlie Brown and you're Linus, definitely. Um, All right, you got no questions? I got an email queued up. Uh, Dave and Chris, this is Aunt Nikki from Boston. You know I love you guys, but I really do not like your new intro on Eps 119. It's too long. Sorry. When is a Dictionary Pod and Dopey Podcast going to do collaboration Eps? Ooh, that's Megan. That's Aunt Nikki Burton. Yeah. Aunt Nikki. Yeah, that's Megan's Aunt, Aunt. Nikki. Yeah. yeah. Might not actually be around. Or is around. When are we going to do a collaborative episode with uh, Megan? So, yeah, Megan, uh, for the new Dopey Nation members tuning in, is uh, she was on one of our episodes. She told the story about the person overdosing and calling the cops, and they drove him to the hospital. And right when they pulled up to the hospital, he woke up, and they left and turned their phones off. It was pretty wild. And anyway, she started her own podcast called The Addictionary. And should we just call her right now? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to read this voice memo. Great. I mean, I'm going to read this email. You know what? I don't think so. Listen, that's not what you're going to do. We're See the timer out? Yeah. We're going to do a review, and then we're going to end it. No, I'm going to do this. This is short. short okay, short, do it. Short, short and sweet. All right, this is from John. We got so many we got to get through. We're so backlogged. I literally have like six voice memos. And it's all because of You're such a disgusting person. I literally got like six voice memos. What I do is I kind of lean to the left and I let it out. You know, you can't hear it. Um, This is from John. Subject is dopey, paranoia through the people. Dave, you paying attention? Uh Stop fiddling on your laptop. Dear Chris and Dave, yes. let's just say my name is JW. I live in South Florida and I'm still fighting a coke addiction. No, oh, no. I love the show. You guys have amazing chemistry. We do. I heard every episode. By far, favorite podcast. Nice. I will spare ripping your last guest, Amanda. I'm sure Dopey Nation has done a good job of that already. Like literally, LOL. <laughs> anyway, I will say that I am more of a Dave fan just due to the generation gap. I'm wow. 39. That's rare. I have kids, and I appreciate his music talent, so I relate more to Dave. What's his name? John. Thanks, John. I appreciate that. Chris is my second favorite out of two due to his people-pleasing personality, silver spoon upbringing, and horrible taste in music. True. However, shut up. It's all true. <laughs> just <laughs> shut up. John's right. Stop He's on the, the money. peanut gallery over there. You get that reference? Peanuts? Yeah, I got it. <laughs> However, Chris and I share the same Coke exception, obsession, except I snort. I love highway drinking. I will stand in front of a peephole for hours, and I always think there's a SWAT team quietly waiting outside the bathroom for me to come out. So we share the same paranoia tendencies. So I do have love for you, Chris. Nice. Speaking of peepholes, now hit him with the dopey. My thing is sorting Coke, but I did have a short run with a synthetic street drug called Flaca. It's a stimulant similar to Coke, but one tiny bump is probably equal to two huge rails of good Coke. Very fine line between high and batshit crazy. I'm actually surprised you guys never mentioned it. So one day, 
I wanted to get high and was able to scrape up $40. I went to the hood to get a half G of flock. <clears throat> I rushed home to get there before my family got there. I rarely get the house to myself, so this was exciting. I go and do my bathroom routine and take two nice bumps. Immediately, the paranoia kicks in. Checking outside every 30 seconds, seeing what cars are pulling up, seeing if there's any helicopters or drones, etc. Now, at this point, it's pouring rain, so there's also a lot of extra spooky background noises adding to my paranoia. Since I'm so paranoid, I figured the best thing to do is to go to the bathroom to take two more bumps. As I'm taking the second bump, there is a loud pounding at the door. I run to the people to see who it was, and I see what appears to be an entire SWAT team. Red lights flashing, dogs, detectives with megaphones, raider trucks, the whole nine. I race to the bathroom and hesitantly flush all my shit and go into a panic. After a few minutes, I finally build up the courage to open the door and surrender. In reality, it was all a hallucination. Wow. I actually opened the door to my family, kids included, soaking wet and pissed I didn't open the door sooner. Seeing my wife was getting back from picking up her aunt from the airport, and because of the rain... See, my wife was getting back from picking up her aunt at the airport, and because of the rain, she backed up right to the front door to let my kids and her aunt in. When I looked out the peephole, there must have been a drop of water dripping down the hole, and that was warping what I was seeing. As she was backing up and she was stepping on and off the brakes, which to me was the warping drop of water, look, which, me, which to me threw, I guess, the warping drop of water looked like popo lights. The paranoia created the rest of the scene. I must have looked like a lunatic. Once I realized I was not being served with a search warrant, all I could think of was, fuck, I flushed my bag. 20 minutes later, I was back in the hood getting another bag. Hope you guys like the story, and hopefully it's good enough to read on the show. Got plenty more stories. Stay strong, dopey nation, and toodles. P.S. The way I got hooked on Flocka for that short period of time was that I thought I was buying Coke and some scumbag dope boy sold me Flock, which I ended up getting hooked on. I thought it might be a good topic to talk about. See, I don't know why you didn't save this for the next show. It was pretty good. You know what I was thinking about? Like, this intense stimulant-induced paranoia. Do you know about Flocka? No. Do you want to learn about it? Tell me what the what the actual chemical name is. Word on the street is that Flocka, also called gravel or Flocka, <laughs> or Flock, is a combination of heroin and crack, or heroin and methamphetamines. But in reality, Flocka is just a newer generation version of bath salts. Bath salts in general are synthetic psycho- psychoactive drugs made in large quantities in foreign drug labs. These drugs are all related to a border, broader group of chemical compounds known as cathinones. Mm. Cathinones? Mm. Cathinones? No. You don't know? I've seen that word before. Oh, yeah. look at this. This is the first thing I've ever seen you not know. Um, each time... I never got into the stimulant bath salts. Okay. You, you ever did bath salts? I mean the stimulant research chemicals. Do you ever do bath salts? No. I remember when we were in uh, Mountainside, that was when the bath yeah. salt epidemic hit. They came and interviewed it, and a guy that was in my group, he was a Marine, he ran away. Yeah, I remember that guy. Yeah. And you remember they were eating each other's faces in Florida at the time? Yeah. Anyway, stay strong, Dopey okay. Nation. Uh, but wait, I want to comment something. So I was wondering, with that stimulant-induced paranoia, like, you know, the, the drones and the helicopters, like, that's all, like, what plays into that is, like, drugs are illegal and he's trying to hide it. Like, if you're just in, like, a super chill spot right. and the drugs aren't illegal, right. like, do you still get the same paranoia? Are you paranoid, like, people are trying to hurt you? Like, you know, probably. is it different? I would say probably. Short answer is no. 
Long answer is yes with the butt. Yes, maybe. I would say maybe. No, I would say close out with the fucking uh, the ad. You fucking cocksucker. What? I'm answering the question. Yeah. I would say there's this guy. There's this guy. uh, His name was uh, Alistair Crowley. Flock. And he wrote a book (laughs) called Diary of a Drug Fiend. And in the book. Mr. Crowley. In the book Diary of a Drug Fiend, he, he supposes that if you have a place where a drug addict can go, and all of the drugs that they would ever want are available, that they would not be addicted. Yeah. Well, remember, I always wanted to, to open those rehabs, the drug rehabs. Well, that was more you of go a... go check in to do drugs. That was more of a resort. A resort. Yeah, like uh, a drug resort. And there's little nurses and everything. It's kind of like a needle exchange, except you pay them and they give you the drugs along with the needles. It's nothing like a needle exchange. Not a needle exchange. I mean a safe injection site. It's like a resort. Yeah, a, a resort. Exactly. It's like a resort with, with free vending machines full of brand name drugs. Cable television in every room. Big yeah. flat screens. Cable television everywhere. In every room. Yeah. But um, I would say that um, that Aleister Crowley, or as you like to call him. Is that Mr. Crowley yes. from the song? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, is wrong. And the reason he's wrong is because... Heroin is addictive, and if there's enough heroin to do, you're going to get fucking addicted to it physically. And the thing with the paranoia, I think that these drugs are paranoia-inducing drugs. Yeah. So you'll come up with something you'll find to be paranoid something. about if it's not the fucking cops. Yeah, you'll find something. And, I'm, and I appreciate that guy enjoying me on Dopey. It's very nice. Makes me feel That's good. all you heard. But you did notice when he emailed us, he said, Dear Chris and Dave. He also said Toodles. Dave gets very mad he when, also said when they Toodles. use my name first. Well, you know... I have it, problems. It bothers you. I don't. It doesn't bother. You me. told me you don't even read the email if it says yeah, "Dear one Chris." Says, and <laughs> Dear Chris, I'm not reading. I guess this is for Chris. <laughs> no, it's just part. It's part of my own mental illness, you know. And I, I do not. Uh, I'm not proud of this. But it doesn't. I. It doesn't bother me. You just want everyone to be all over your nuts every time, tickling your balls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know. So do you. You jerk off. <laughs> what do you mean? You Isn't do. that true? Yes, you do. You think so? I know so. Please. I know so. Anyway, stay strong. Wait, you got to do the ad. Are we doing it twice or something? Yeah, that's real, that's real value. Yeah. That's real value. Extra mile. That's real value. Work It Clinic. We, what else could we fucking be promoting? Work It Clinic. What else could we make money We just selling? did a free plug for a dictionary. We did a dictionary. We did Flocka. Flock. I like it when he shortens the flock. Flock? Yeah. That's sad. Read it. This episode is brought to you by Work at Clinic, now open in California and Michigan. Get treatment from your living room. Work at Clinic provides online counseling, online evidence-based lessons that help you live without drugs and medication-assisted treatment like Suboxone. When needed. Buprenorphine and Naloxone. And Methadone. Methadone. <laughs> Your work it program can be done together with the 12 steps or as a standalone solution. Get help at home. Visit workithealth.com slash dopey. That's workithealth.com slash dopey. I think you get a discount if you say that Chris sent you. Alrighty. Uh, now, to sign up or just to get more information, again, that's... Work in health backslash. No, dopey. it is not. It's, it's not that. Work in health dot com 
slash dopey. Thank you. Is it workathealth.com? Yes, cocksucker. It's workathealth.com backslash dopey. It's just a slash, you stupid fucking idiot. <laughs> sure. I think so. <laughs> you don't know for sure. Do you know the difference between a slash and a backslash? I thought they were all backslashes. But Look, somebody there's, this the is a slash, yeah. and then this is a backslash, and I think it's a slash. Okay. Listen, if you guys know the difference, <laughs> I, for some reason, we're getting a lot of downloads, but the reviews are not coming the way I'd like well, to see Well, we've had them. like two-day, you know, stall and some reviews. And you we, need reviews. We need them. Yes. Stay strong, my brethren. My sisters. brothers and sisters in and out of recovery. Oh, you know what I um, hate? I hate watching Chris communicate with the Dopey Nation because he goes, Hey, brother, how are you feeling out there, brother? You can really read that into what I type? I just see brother and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I call you brother, don't I? No. I, do I ever call you brother? No. I don't see you and say, hey, brother. Yeah. Hey, brother. Hey, brother. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, leave a review. Join us in the Twitter group. Be nice. Yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Follow us on um, Facebook. Facebook. We got Reddit. Reddit. Reddit too, man. Reddit's popping like it's hot. And supposedly, yes, the store yes is working. So go to dopeypodcast dot com. Can I tell you what I'm going to do? And uh, can I tell you what I'm going to do? What after the show? Yeah, I'm going to buy myself a hoodie. A hoodie. Yeah. It's a little late for a hoodie. Why? It's getting warm out there. I think I can get it in a week. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I'm embarrassed to wear it. Yeah. Why? Because I don't want my daughter to be like, oh, daddy, look dopey. Yeah, I wouldn't wear that thing. You wouldn't wear a dopey hoodie? Probably not. I feel like people might get offended by it. Why? I also got to protect my anonymity. You know what I want to make? I see it and say, are you Chris from dopey? Why would they say that? (laughs) You know what I would really like? You know those jackets that are kind of shiny and thin? Like camp jackets? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like uh, like windbreakers, kind of. Right, but they have like a little collar and snaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want that with just the dopey head. That way, if you also or shut you say dopey, the, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> I want it like this. No, you can wear that oh, with dopey, and then if your daughter come is coming, you can rip it off real quick, and she wouldn't know. You're an ass. Just listen. <laughs> this is what I want. Any, any, you know, you know. I don't even think uh, Alana listens anymore. I yeah. think she's just like the art director. She stopped listening. Yeah. But I want the front just to have the dopey head yeah. here, and on the back it says dopey. There you go. Would you wear that? Yeah, I might wear that. Yeah, I want pants too, where you can rip off the breakaway pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Stay strong, my brothers and sisters. Yes. Say something. I said yes. You say goodbye. I said goodbye. Say goodbye again. Goodbye. Uh, toodles. I want to take a walk around the world. I wonder would it do me any good. Until I get some money in my pocket, then I guess I'll just have to walk around my neighborhood. But I want to be good so bad. Wanna be so good, so bad, so bad. I wanna be good, so bad. Bad desires, all I ever had. And I wanna take a ride up in the sky. Watch this airplane just pass me by. And I wanna see a Lear jetliner take a dive. Just to show all of these people what it means to be alive. But I wanna be good so 
be so good, so bad, so bad. I want to be good, so bad. Bad desire's all I ever had. And my shadow's getting smaller and smaller. And it's time to where I stand. Shadow's getting smaller and smaller. And it's time to where I stand. City far behind. I'll take the high road, however far it winds, because peace and love are very, very, very hard to find. And I wanna be good so bad. Wanna be good so bad, so bad. I wanna be good so bad. Bad desires all I ever had. Damn it, all these suckers make me mad And it's all I ever had And it's all I ever had And these suckers make me mad And I wanna call my dad And it's all I ever had 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 And these suckers make me mad And it's all I ever had And I wanna call my dad And it's all I ever had And it's all I ever had And it's all I 